Hey guys, when we get into another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, it's going to podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best friends of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You can find the podcast on YouTube and also anywhere you can get your podcast. And we're just so thankful you guys have found us and you're with us and you're part of the family here and When the Scriptures Become Real. So again, the video portion will be up soon. The studio's building. I promise it's coming. Uh, hopefully we can get some upgrades and look a little look nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but we'll just be audio now. And I'm just so thankful that we can still do this. And I'm I'm grateful for your patience with me, guys. Um, OK, so here's where we're going with our podcast for today. So the topic is this. The door didn't open, but at least you knocked. The door didn't open, but at least you knocked. You know, in this life, uh, as as we grow together and we work with the Lord and we're walking with him and he's guiding us with his word and with the scripture. The Lord is going to provide a series of doors in your life. And those doors might be jobs. Those doors might be people. Those doors might be school. Those doors might be spiritual things. It could it could be a lot of things, but you're going to eventually at some point in your life. You're going to walk through a hallway and I want you to imagine we're walking a hallway together. And as we walk that hallway on each side of us, there's a series of doors and those doors have names on them. And some of those things that the Lord leads you to, you may want those things to happen for you. And that's something that you might be you might have been praying for. That might be something you're working towards. That might be a dream of yours. But how is that door going to open? How is that opportunity going to be open? How is providence going to work if you don't knock on the door? Now, that that begs this question. So why is it that we don't knock on the door sometimes? I think a lot of times what it is, I think it's really one thing. I think it's a, it's a fear of failure and a fear of rejection. Because here's the thing about a physical door. So when you knock, right, when you knock on a door, a door has the option to do two things in your face, okay? The door can either open and welcome you in, or that same door that opened and welcomed you in could be the same door that slammed in your face. And that's a universal sign of rejection, a door physically slamming in your face. And so a lot of times, the Lord brings us to opportunities. He brings us to certain things in our lives. But I think sometimes what we can tend to do is out of fear of failure and out of fear of being rejected by those opportunities or whatever you want to put in that blank, we just look at the door and expect it to work. We're, we're just kind of like, we're kind of like sitting there looking at it like Aladdin trying to be like open sesame, right? Trying to trying to get the door to open and we just sit there. And then when it doesn't work, we get mad at the door. We get mad at the opportunity or the things or the people in front of us. And then we get mad at God for the door not opening. But God said, wait a second, time out. I literally just led you to that. I gave you that and you're the one that didn't knock on it. So don't get mad when the door slams. So the thing about it, guys, is the Lord guides The Lord brings people. The Lord brings opportunities. The Lord brings certain things providentially in our lives. But it's our job to do two things. And again, I'm not saying this from a space of I got it right because I'm still working on this. So we're all up in this together. But it comes from two things. He wants us to, number one, recognize when it's here. And then two, 
when we recognize it, he wants us to do our job and knock. But we won't know providentially if those things are right for us if we never gave a true opportunity to knock on the door. So maybe that's maybe that's you today as we look at this. Maybe, you know, maybe you got some opportunities around you or maybe you're the person in life that just expects things just to work and happen for you. And then you, you, you get mad when it doesn't work your way. Well, if that's the case, you're always going to find yourself. And here's here's what's going to happen. If that's you, the people, the opportunities and the other things that um, that happen in your life, you're always going to put more on them. And you're con- you're going to be constantly disappointed because you didn't do the work in doing your own knocking. So I don't want you guys to be in that space. So let's see how we can kind of maneuver and get past that. And so, like we talked about before in our introduction, as we're introducing this, a lot of a lot of us being afraid to knock on certain doors is a fear of failure and a fear and a fear of rejection. And so, here's what we have to realize, guys. And I know this is going to sound weird. But just hear me out. Being rejected is a part of the the process to success. So we have to. I don't want to say we have to lose our fear of rejection, but we also have to understand that it's going to happen. So we got to be ready for it when it does happen. And so remember, let's go back to let's go back to the image that we just painted. We're walking down a hallway together. And on each side of the hallway, there's a certain there's a certain amount of doors. And as we go, we knock on certain doors. So let's say me and you are walking together and I knock on my three. You knock on your three. And so as we're knocking on these doors. Those doors slam in both of our faces. So as those doors slam in our faces, here's the hard thing about it. When when that happens for you. So when the Lord says no. Can you still go to the next door and face the previous rejection, but then also be ready for the next one and still knock? Can, can, that's a skill. Can you do that? So let's look at this. Matthew chapter seven. This is a great text, but we really want to get into it, especially with this concept of knocking here. So Matthew seven. And so Jesus mentions in verse seven, ask and it shall be given unto you. So in this process of us walking through this hallway together, right? Certain things we want to happen and certain things we're working towards in our lives. So what do we have to do if we want those things? Is God, you know, God, yes, God understands what we want, but what what does he say? What is my role? What is your role in the in the situation? I already know what you want, but what do I need you to do? Ask me. So Here's the first step in learning how to knock. As we're walking down the hallway together, have you stopped asking God for the things that you desire and for the things that you want because you're too busy looking behind you at all of those doors down that long hallway that didn't open or that opened and rejected you? Have you gotten tired of asking? So, you know, physically, you know, you ask somebody for the same thing one, two, three times. Obviously, that person at some point is going to be annoyed with you. And sometimes we carry that over to God. I've already asked God about this a couple of times. I've been praying about this for a while. I just feel like I just don't. 
I feel like it's kind of pointless at this point to keep asking because obviously if something was going to happen, it would have, it would have happened by now, right? If something was going to happen, it would have showed up by now, right? If something was going to work out for me, it would have worked out by now, right? So apparently since it hasn't, I feel like I'm wasting my time asking for it. And I feel like I'm wasting God's time asking for it. So I just won't do it. And then secretly in my mind, I want it to happen. So I'll keep getting mad at God because nothing's worked out. You see this vicious cycle that some of us might be in? But what does God tell me to do? What does God tell you to do in Matthew chapter seven? The first word. Ask. And it shall be given unto you. So a part of learning to knock on that door is we have to ask. You know, I'm reminded of of the persistent widow. And remember in scripture, when the persistent widow, she kept coming to that unjust judge and she kept asking him over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that unjust judge, because of her persistence alone, he just gave it to her because she was so persistent. So God gave the correlation. If an unjust judge gave that woman who was persistent, the thing that she asked for, how much more can I do being a just God who loves you? And we understand that concept from Matthew chapter six, because he told us about the the birds of the air that we're more precious than they are. So the Lord understands that, but he wants us to keep asking and showing that dependence on. And so here's what we have to be, guys, with the things that we're working towards in our lives, the things that we want to reach in our lives, where where the Lord wants us to go in our lives. One thing that we can't give up is we can't give up that level of persistence. We always have to be persistent. But here's the, there, here's the hard thing about it. And I can, I can attest to this too. It's difficult. It's hard to be persistent when you constantly see that it feels like it's a waste of time. So imagine, imagine you're working on a project, right? And as you're working on that project, you show up to work every day. You bring your tools every day. You bring your hard hat every day. You bring your work ethic every day and you just do it day after day after day. And you show up when it snows, you show up when it's excessive heat outside, you show up when it's raining outside, you show up, you know, you always show up. But as you build and 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 then you look up and you look at your project and it's not going where you think it's going to go or where you think it's supposed to be or where you think it should be right now. Don't you feel a certain level of disappointment? Don't you feel a certain level of like, have I been wasting this whole time? Don't you feel a certain level of why am I even working this hard? But then you look around and you see others that don't have your work ethic. You see you see others around you that don't that don't show up when you show up and their project seems to be working. You're just like, time out. Let's let's put the scales together. Maybe I'm the one that's off. Maybe maybe I'm doing this too much. Like maybe I'm doing too much work. And sometimes that's what we can do with God. You know, the Lord asks us to seek. The Lord asks us to seek first the kingdom. The Lord asks us to knock. The Lord asks us to teach and to grow and to mature and evangelize and do all these things. That's a lot of work if you do all those things. But then you look up and you're like, maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe I'm doing too much. Maybe if I do less, things will work out for me too. Maybe if I just don't do as much as I'm doing, maybe things will work out for me too. But that's not where the Lord wants you to do. You got to keep your persistence. 
You have to keep your persistence. So he says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Then he says, seek and ye shall find. So this this leads actually perfectly into our into our next segue. So now he's mentioning, okay, I want you to keep being persistent as you're walking down this hallway. And if you've ever seen those movies where, you know, they're walking through like a, a, a white hallway and there's nothing but just doors on both sides, that that hallway seems like never ending. And then you look back and that seems never ending. So you're just like, man, like, where am I going? But you got to keep seeking. Seek and you will find. So seeking and knocking, they have a similar correlation. And even with asking too. So when you seek for something, so let's say right now, I'm in my apartment right now. And okay, so I'll just use I'll just use an example here. So I need um I need new um I need new materials and things for, for camp coming up, right? So I know the materials that I need, but I don't know exactly what I need though. But I, I have at least an image in my mind of what I need to bring. So how am I going to find that if I just stay here in the apartment and I don't get up and look? I'm not going to find it. So then let's say I get up and I go to one store. So let's say I go to Academy Sports. So I go to Academy and I look and they have the ideas of what I'm looking for, but it's not specifically what I'm looking for. So I had the idea, right? Absolutely. I got up, right? Absolutely. I went to go search for it, right? Absolutely. But did I find it? Nope. Didn't find what I was looking for at Academy. So you know what? I tried one time with you, so I'm done. You know, I I tried God, you know, it didn't work. I got up, I did something that was uncomfortable. I went, I searched, I had an idea of what I wanted and it wasn't there. So you know what? I'm just going to go back to the apartment, not do anything. You see, that's how, that's what we do with God. The Lord in Psalm chapter 37, he said he wants to give us the, the, the desires of our heart if it falls in line with his will. So I know some of you guys have desires. I have desires. But how are we going to find those things? How are we going to find those people if after we're one stop shop people? So it doesn't work at the first stop. So, you know what? I'm just going to quit because it didn't work at the first stop. How are you going to find what you're looking for if you stop asking and you stop seeking? You're not going to find it. How are you going to find the Lord if you're looking for him? How are you going to find growth, maturity, spirituality? How are you going to find those things if it's a one stop shop? You're not going to find it. So sometimes, you know, when you go shopping, do you go to one place? Nope. You hit a few until you find what you're looking for. And then how does it feel after you've been to five or six, five or six places that the parking lot's packed, the store's packed, but you go to all five or six places and that sixth place that you go to, you're like, you know what? The other five didn't have it. Most likely they're not going to have it. I'm going to just walk in here. I'll just, I'll just go. So you go and you check the aisle. And as you check the aisle, you look down. And the one thing, the specific brand, the specific price, the specific item that you were looking for, you found the last one. How does that make you feel when you find it? Man, I found it. I've been looking for this the whole time. So here's the thing about with us too, with certain opportunities, with certain people in our lives, with other things that go on, 
you're not going to find what you're looking for if after doors shut and after opportunities are rejected and after one-stop shops, you're not going to find it if you just sulk that you didn't find it at the first place. But here's the thing about it. So here's the thing about the Lord. So what does he tell us that he is in Psalm 119? He's the lamp and he's the light. So as I was looking for stuff at camp in that example, how am I going to find what the Lord wants me to do for him? Who, who should I be listening to? Who should I be asking and seeking from my best friends? Who should I be, who should I be asking and seeking? Everything from every direction I should be taking from this point on should come from the Bible. But what if my friends don't agree with it? What if others don't agree with it? What if they, then you're not going to find the right thing. You might find something. (laughs) You might find something. But just because you find something doesn't mean it's the right something. Ooh, I kind of like that. So the thing about it is, if you don't use the scripture and you don't use the Bible to help to describe what you should be looking for, if you seek, you'll find something but you might not find the right thing. So this is why the word has to be your guide when you're doing this process. It can't be it can't be your feelings, it can't be what other people say, it can't be what everybody else is doing because remember in Jeremiah, I believe it's chapter 17, what does Jeremiah say? You know, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can trust it? Who can know it? Only the person that we're trying to seek knows it, which is Christ, John chapter 1, which is the word. So these opportunities, these people, these jobs, this work, the things that we're searching for and we want in our lives, if we let anyone or anything else guide us to those things, I'm sure you'll find whatever you want to look for. But just because you find something doesn't mean it's the right thing. So you have to let the Lord guide you to those things. So now look at the process. Ask. Seek. Now we're at our now we're at the money ball here. What are we talking about? Knock. Knock and it shall be opened. So now with this hallway that we're in and we're walking with the Lord in this hallway and he has these series of doors on either side of us. If we see the door, but we don't knock on the door, you'll always miss a potential opportunity. You know, there's phrases that you hear like you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. You know, you hear you hear phrases like shoot or shoot, right? Basketball phrase, you got to shoot. How do you know if you'll make it if you don't take the shot? And so the thing about it, guys, is when you knock, understand this this is a part of the process. It's natural and it happens for everybody. When the Lord, when when certain things happen in our lives and we're trying to, we want to know what the Lord wants for us in our lives. When we knock on the door, sometimes you might stand there for a while and that door won't open. And so what use is a door if you just keep knocking on it and it doesn't open? So sometimes what you got to do, you got to realize if I've been knocking on the same door for too long and it doesn't open, it might be time for me to move to the next door. Sometimes what we can do, guys, is we can look at a door and we can spend so much time on that one door and we're not really even knocking anymore. Now we're pounding on that door, right? We're trying to force our way our way in. You know, you can't do that with the doors that the Lord sends you. 
And so sometimes you got to realize, okay, this door right here, I've given everything I've had to this door, but it just won't open. So maybe this door is just not meant for me. And you got to move to the next door. And sometimes moving to the next door is hard. But here's the great thing about how the Lord works. It's crazy. So a door and corridor number two that you knocked on that just wouldn't open for you. Maybe the timing was off and maybe that door just wasn't meant to open for you then. But as you've matured, as you grow, as you've grown, as you walk with the Lord, as you sought first the kingdom, Matthew 6, as you've done everything he wanted you to do, Matthew 7, you go up a few levels. And now you're on corridor number five and you're walking through corridor number five. And what do you know? That door that you knocked on in corridor two, it's the same exact door in corridor five. But you look and you say, wait a second, this door looks a little bit different than it did a couple levels ago. So guess what you do? You ask the Lord about it. You seek his, his scriptures on it, regardless of anybody else's feelings. You search the scriptures on it. And then you walk up, you knock on that door, and it opens. It's crazy how the Lord works sometimes. Sometimes it's not meant for some doors to open for you now. Maybe you got to level up. Maybe maybe other things have to level up. Maybe other things have to open up for you. But you can't get mad when the door doesn't open. You just have to be able to trust God to move on to the next one. And I know that's tough. But you just got to trust God. All right. If I meet that door again, I'll be ready for that door. But if I don't meet that door again, I know that there may be a better door for me. So either way you win because the Lord is guiding you and then you'll be better for that door too. So the thing about knocking is there's a certain level of trust that comes with a knock. Because you think about Psalm chapter 37, where he says, trust in the Lord and do good. So the thing about it is, as you keep walking through that hallway, and when you knock on these doors, and these doors slam in your face, these doors don't open, and you just, you're just, you just get tired of knocking, you have to trust that one day a door's going to open. You got to trust them that a door's going to open. And when those doors don't open... Doesn't mean you you get, you know, <laughs> doesn't mean you get, you know, a, a battering ram and you slam that door because you're so mad that door didn't open at you. No. You know, <laughs> doesn't mean you start throwing stuff at that door and, and you start getting some spray paint and you start spraying. Don't no one else spray on this door. Right. So here's the thing about it, too. We also have a responsibility too. when you knock on a certain door and that door slams in your face and the door doesn't open. You have a responsibility to respect that. You have a responsibility to respect the doors that didn't open for you. And you have a responsibility to respect the doors and the opportunities and the people that close the door. You have an you, you have you have the responsibility to respect that. Because what did he say in Psalm 37? Trust in the Lord and continue to do good. So you do good to those doors. And so what else should you keep doing? You keep knocking and you go to the next one. But then look, look at the final thing. So notice the attitude he gives us in verse eight. He goes back to the same concept that he gave us in verse seven. 
for everyone. Now notice how the words change. The, the King James adds an E-T-H after each verb. So after each verb, notice how it changes. Everyone that asketh, receiveth. You know when E-T-H is given there, it's a continual motion. So everyone, as they're walking through that hallway with me, if you keep asking, you will keep receiving. And he that seeketh, if you keep doing it, you will keep finding. And he that knocketh, the door shall be opened, E-D. So now, the Lord says, be persistent with this. But then in verses 9 through 12, then he gives us a principle. So if a father comes to his son and his son wants bread, but he gives him a snake, you know, that's not a good trade-off, is it? So he said, you would give your physical sons and your physical daughters the things that they need if they ask for it, right? So he said, verse 11, if you being evil, meaning not perfect, if you being evil, if y'all know how to give good gifts to each other, how much more am I going to do? <laughs> Can't you see God smiling when he says that? How much more can I do for you? That is good to him that ask of him, man. Then verse 12. Therefore, since we know all this from verses 7 to 11, therefore, all things, whatever you would that men should do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Now, we have to explain this principle from verse number 12. There's a kickback in this hallway. Okay. Let, now, let's listen to what, we're, what we have to say, what the scriptures have to say here. Be careful. When you're walking down this hallway, because remember, as you're walking down the hallway, you're an opportunity for a job or a person too. So you're a door. So you're a door knocking on other doors. Okay. So keep that in mind. So you're walking down this hallway, walking and you see all these doors. The way that you, the way that you respond to another door and the way that you treat another door, you got to be careful. Because as you keep growing down that hallway, a door will treat you the same way you treated someone else. So the law of karma and the law of kickback is real. And it's crazy how that works because it may not happen instantly. You may, quote unquote, get away with it. But I think about Jacob. When Jacob tricked his brother into getting the birthright. It's a different situation. Some time has passed, but the same way that he did his brother, it happened to him on his wedding day. So we got to be careful as we move and as we walk down this hallway and as we treat other doors around us, because the way that you knock on other people's doors, you got to be careful because some kickbacks going to happen. And sometimes the way that you knocked on someone else's door, your door will be knocked that same way later. So we got to be careful about that, too. So that's why he ends it in verse 12 by saying whatsoever you would that men should do to you, you do to them. So we got to be respectful to these doors that are in the hallway. We got to be respectful to the opportunities. We got to be respectful to the people. And we got to be respectful to those things that the Lord brings into our lives, whether the door opens or whether it closes. So the thing about you today, as you're walking down this hallway 
as you walk and as we build and as we try to do what the Lord wants us to do. Yeah, the door might not have opened for you. And you may have really, really wanted that door to open. But at least you knocked. So be persistent in asking. Be persistent in seeking. Not not anybody else's opinions. Not anybody else's what they say. And here's the thing about it. Let me mention this too. Because when we're in the process of seeking... And I want to say this slowly because this can be misinterpreted. When you're in the process of seeking something, when you're seeking opportunity, when you're seeking the right people to be in your lives, when you're seeking for the right job, when you're seeking for the right school, whatever you want to put in that blank, you have to be careful. And again, I'm going to say this slowly because I don't want this to be misinterpreted. You got to be careful with listening to people, regardless if they are not a Christian or even if they are. So if you go to Christian people that tell you to do X, Y, and Z, after you have that conversation with them, everything that they just said, don't just trust it because brother so-and-so said it or because you're my best friend or because whatever. There's some situations even with buddies of mine that if I would have taken their advice, it wouldn't have worked out for me. But I appreciate them for it and and I still love them for it because they had the best interests at heart. But what worked for them didn't necessarily work for me. So when people and when Christians give you advice, please take it, thank them for it, hug them for it. But you go back and every word that they just said, you go check with the Bible. Because what worked for them may not work for you. And so when when you just blindly trust people because your best buddy said it and then you just do what they said, And most times in my life, from what I've seen from people around me, that doesn't work. Then guess who they get mad at? The people that gave them advice. You better check the scripture. That's what seeking is. Seeking is not taking somebody's word for it. Seeking is, okay, thanks. I appreciate that, brother. But let me go talk to God about it. And then I'll come back to you. So let's let's learn to do that too, okay? Because I don't want to see you guys hurt with certain things. And I want the Lord to lead you to those things. All right? And so ask, seek, and knock. Keep knocking on that door. Man, great study. Great study. Hope that I was able to help you and encourage you today as, as it really has helped me and encouraged me as I studied this. And this has been great. It's been great. So again, thank you guys for being patient with me. The studio's being built. Um, I'll have more information on other things about transitioning. Um, and I'll let you guys know when that information is uh, available. Um, But again, I just appreciate you guys for what you've done for me and encouraging me. And again, I want to thank you guys for um, from the guys and the girls, you know, getting messages from you guys and um, really getting to know you. And um, it's just been great. And I really appreciate um, what we have here. And, you know, you guys matter to me. and, And this is just great. This is great. And I really appreciate you guys. So Lord willing, we'll be back with another podcast, hopefully on Monday. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little break here throughout the week unless something just crazy happens and I just have to press record. Um, but Lord willing, we'll be back Monday with another podcast and I look forward to being back with you guys. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks.